Watch your rabies shots. Here comes TC and Jake. On Sports Radio 760, New York. Let's just get going. I know you couldn't hear the open, but the people can hear it. Can you play it again so I can hear it? No, you, no. You play no. it again, I'll put the headphones no, on. No, no, no. It wasn't in the headphones. Oh, we're just going now. Oh, we're just going. This we're is the go- show. Now we're going? This is the show. It's this a good is the show. Whole show. Hello, everyone. This is Mike. He's legally allowed to podcast. I think so. That's one of the benefits of him. I'm pretty sure I'm legally allowed to podcast. I would have wore shorter shorts if I knew I was going to be on video, but. You know, I think that uh, Jake and I have always, um, probably to the detriment of our friendship and mental health, Mm. viewed our professional careers as uh, just the grounds of validation for uh, our life choices, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We kind of have different philosophies and, uh, you know, sort of all of our our lives are a test of those philosophies Mm -hmm. to see which one wins and... Boy, I've taken a beating in the last couple years, but here I sit, legally allowed to podcast. So look who's on top of the mountain now. Hard to question me at this moment. <laughs> Just lapping the competition at this moment, like, mm-hmm. yeah, look at you, not podcasting ass boy. <laughs> Just over there. No audio playing, nothing, <laughs> zero microphones, just talking, talking to his family, yeah, talking to your it. kids. That's it. Telling jokes to your kids. Your kids aren't going to be Maybe a your... couple neighbors at most. <laughs> Maybe. You know he's not friends with his neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to do his edgelord bit with his kids. Yeah. They aren't going to get it. No. We're going to sit here. We could talk Oppenheimer if we wanted to. We Jake's could do not anything. here. Jake's not here. We could talk Oppenheimer. That's talk right. about them ops. Yeah. We could Science do, of all kinds. We could do multiple hours of, of Bobby Joe Oppenheimer. Is that you? <laughs> I, 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 Get I do your say, country ass. I do say, goddamn, Bobby Joe Oppenheimer. Yeah, can we like put uh, maybe like the Little League World Series on in the background? I want to be fucking furious this whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> I, was, I went to uh, I went I went to lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday today's Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday, uh, and I realized like on every screen across this establishment is the Little League World Series, Williamsport, and it just pissed me off so much. I hate. The Little League World Series. What's upsetting about it? To all you? of it. All of it. I hate the kids. I hate these fucking kids. Like they all suck so bad. Does that cause any personal reflection? Um, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? No, I just. I think all these kids suck. They all have like too long of hair, or too spiky of hair, and their names like Blaze. Yeah, and they're all like little douchebags. I have a hard time with the names. <laughs> The names are bad. There's like six cadence. Yeah. And you just got to fight through it. And then I'm like, why aren't you in school? It's August. And then I think about the financial burden this puts on their family. And it just pisses me off. Dude, they can afford it. Every one of their dads has a hedge fund. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like a lot of these, there's a bunch of countries there. Do all the other countries have rich dads too? Yeah. I don't know if they do. To make it to the top of the Little League World Series... You think it's all rich kids? Every country's got its own set of hedge funds. I mean, every those, country does have a class society in which there are rich people. Those hedge fund owners have sons, yeah. and those sons play on the good baseball team. You know, they got the the nice uniforms. That's where it starts. If you look good, you'll play good. That, that, that's a fact. I'm not going to debate you on that on that front. That's proven. 
Whenever Science. someone steps on in a real shiny uniform. Yeah, if you're swagged out. They're to the semis, at least. Yeah, if you if you step on there looking like Ellie De La Cruz, like, yeah, you're you're better you're better player. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah, There's and no you're not doing it. that if you're poor. Just swagged out. Yeah. yeah, you can't get those kind of extensions being I poor. mean, you can, you know, there's ways to fight back. Uh, I don't know if you ended up watching any of the Florida documentary. Did you watch? I didn't a, watch any of it. I saw a frame. lot of lot of bad reviews yesterday that they weren't talking about the shit that I wanted to talk about. Well, they did highlight uh, one of the things that people can do to fight back, which is working out in a shirt where you like uh, cut, up the, cut up the bottom. Yeah, so it's got like strips. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good look. I had one of those for sure. Yeah, that's lifting weights and that is fucking tight. It's a it's lot pretty of cool. gators lifting weights. That's tight. I, I'll be into that. That's yeah. real nice. Yeah. Like sometimes I think about. I, I don't. Th- you didn't play football at any level, did you? Maybe junior high. Yeah, seventh and eighth. Okay. Which you know, well, if, I don't if think, someone says that doesn't count, I won't argue with them. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't think there's steroids in the room yet, so I'm not going to count it. Uh, but yeah, we definitely had. I was th- for some reason I was thinking the other day about about football and uh, how much they made us lift. And how it was like, there was like a thousand pound club. If you did like a, you know, squat, deadlift and bench combined a thousand, you get like a thousand and just how gay it was and uh, how everyone was just wearing like barely any clothes. That's like not, not just like sweating. Yeah. Just like we would have the clothes and then we would alter them to be dream from (laughs) from always sunny. Yes. Yes. We would alter the clothes to be less clothes. Yeah. We would like roll up the shorts and then we would make the shimmel shirt. Cut out the crotch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just the butthole area is just missing some, for some reason on the shorts. Like it was very like, I don't know why that was cool at the time. I couldn't tell you. Probably some some Greek uh, some, something Greek going on there. Yeah, Urban had a big thing of uh, the times whenever you'd normally be out at the club, mm. you'd be at the workout club. They'd Hell do yeah. like yeah. Friday at midnight workouts. Yeah, that's that's the life, dog. And that's that's kind of that's how I have fun. That's how I get down. Yeah, that's the grind set. Like, yeah. do you want to win or you want to go get drunk tonight? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't finished watching. I only watched half of it. But I'm by the time you get to half of it, you're through the first championship, so you got an idea. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, it's. I wish that they would have done more, but also you can't also do too much of like look at all the bad things they did. Sure, like I don't like have a scolding that. tone. It's sure, yeah. I don't like to. I, don't, I. There's a debate. I think, but already. also don't like sweeping under the rug. Sure, just tell it like it is, and I can judge. I can be the the prissy bitch if I want to. And for anyone saying this is something like rehabilitating Urban Meyer, I guess maybe they're doing the best they can. He did win three national championships. You can't really take that away. Is anybody debating how good he is as a head football coach? Is that a debate? And I I think that like, uh, you know, whatever criticisms of you, if you if you have some qualms with him, there's no he's incapable of hiding them. So just having him sit there and talk for any length of time. It's not like this isn't. I mean, I guess it's as good of a PR puff piece for him as you could do. I don't think you leave it being like, that's a good man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just like, I took over that job and I tried to make all the ones who suck fucking quit. <laughs> I tried to make them hate themselves so much mm-hmm. they'd leave so I could get good players. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think there's a win for him in sight besides just like, uh, a man really wanted to win. 
Like if he, if you leave that thinking like he would do anything to win, then I think that is like a soft landing for him. Yeah. In regards to the documentary or anything about Urban Meyer at this point, because I mean he's done it everywhere. Like I heard shit about Urban Meyer decade before bad shit came out. Yeah. Because one of my friends was obsessed with Florida football and he was a coach, uh, like a you know whatever assistant coach that just graduated college and all that stuff. And what did he hear? Well, just like the weird stuff about his family and the stuff that was like written into his contract. Like what? Um, like before the, before it was popular to be doing this in college football, like he was one of the, like the first, like <clears throat> super highly paid and like write your own contract, like college football coaches. He and Stoops were like probably the two that were like, you know what? If you just write in there, like you get my daughter, like that's fine. This was not heavily, uh, covered in the documentary but i feel like an important dynamic of that is that notre dame wanted to hire him so bad oh yeah and florida had to do whatever they anything he'd been an assistant in notre dame everyone you know no one this is only in my world now but mm -hmm. i'm just letting you know this was the real world in 2004 or whatever mm -hmm. uh and the 2004 started 2005 he'd been a receivers coach there it was chalk that he was going there yeah. like the it's the fucking notre dame job yeah like you know i remember and, that yeah, and then he, it turned out, he's like, yeah, I have been there. Mm -hmm. I know they, like, fucking make people get grades to get in. <laughs> I'm not doing that not shit. Not into that shit. We're not, we're not about that. But, yeah. like, my friend was so into Florida football that he was, like, talking to people on staff as, like, a 23-year-old, like, grad, grad assistant, right? And so yeah. he, he heard stuff. And somehow, you know, whatever Florida's version of Tex-Ags is, mm -hmm. um, he was heavy on that. And parts of, like, Urban's contract were, like, on there. Mm -hmm. like a pdf like uh, someone put a lot of effort to get a pdf up on this in 2004 and like some of the pages were basically outlining like hey my my wife has her own car uh we have a family car we have a driver at all times we have access to like these travel accommodations and that was before like that was a thing i think yeah and that was like like you said 2004 right so like yeah year i graduated high school that blew my mind there were definitely guys at big schools that were like that AD is a good man. We have a handshake. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And he, they just gave him a blank check. And just the idea of a singular person having that much leverage over a group of wealthy people that he could write literally whatever he wanted into this contract as long as he won them football games. Like, that just... That blew my mind. Like, I just, I, I was like, sports is so fucking awesome. Like, that's what I left that feeling. Yeah. I was like, you can just create this marketplace and this demand for yourself. It's the Allen Iverson jump shot commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking all the jump shot can get you all these things, but none of these things can get you a jump shot. Yeah. That, that inspired me to be in sports. Just realizing, yeah, yeah. realizing I could own a group of wealthy people like that hard. Man, I'm. I guess so. Um, for uh, unknown reasons, I became interested in watching uh, episodes of Akash Singh's Flagrant Two podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think we're supposed to talk about the the court battles. So okay. So just on my own, I just said, I guess I'm interested in this guy now. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I was watching uh, Shane Gillis. Yeah, just 
trying to get hyped up for the Notre Dame season. Mm-hmm. So a guy that wears Notre Dame polos on every single podcast appearance he goes on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm down for it. Right. Um, and uh, Akash briefly hinted at, oh, you guys know the real reason Urban left. And I went and Googled it uh, and found Reddit does – I like there's – Somewhat detailed Reddit, Reddit allegations. Mm. Uh, they say that uh, Urban, he uh, got intimate with one of the booster's daughters. Ooh. Ooh. And that was, you a- know what? Age- Actually, I just need to spend some time with my family for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> just need to get back to me and being me because, I, yeah, I, I I got lost in it and I, uh, I slept with a 25-year-old. That's That's the daughter of a booster. Like... And then whenever you look at the Jaguars thing and how yeah, that oh, yeah. became undone in part because, again, he could not control himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were alluding in the comments to there being an article where he was head up about the fact that he needed to take sleeping pills mm-hmm. to – and he was less head up about why he was taking the sleeping pills. But obviously you only take the downers to like saw off the uppers. Mm-hmm. And – yeah. I don't know, man. I've every time I've come into contact with someone who's actually in that world, it sounds like it's a world that's full of nothing but uppers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we there's definitely people in our orbit that can fill you in better on on NFL head coaches and their experience with coaching staffs. But every one of them that I've had a you know a two degree or three three degree separation from. I mean, Urban, I know a lot about because one of the guys that works for me now works with us now. Um, his dad was a coach at Ohio State at that time, and he oh, got wow. he got a lot of urban. Like he got a lot of urban stories, um, just like the mental warfare he puts on people. Like he will not stop talking about it. Like, and it's not. I don't know. He never like says anything that's like, you know, that man like broke us or something. <laughs> like yeah, that, you know what I mean. But it's just like he explains like what Urban was trying to do. And that, like, break you down into dust, you know what I mean? And it's like, like you said, weed out the weak ones and, like, be done with him. And and they, you know, did it at Ohio State. Um, obviously successful, but it just was, I don't know, it felt like it couldn't be tenable. tenable am I saying that right? Yeah. Tenable for very yeah. long. Um, because he would do it to his coaches. He would do it to everybody. Yeah. He would just make you tiny and then try, you know, you owe me, you know, you're working for me. And I don't know him, Sean Payton, um, fill in the blank coach that is in that world of that breed. I think I can outline their, uh, their biochemistry pretty well at this point. Yeah. With, uh, with the, the tie in between the, uh, hooked on uppers, uh, hyper competitive yeah. and unable to keep dick in pants. <laughs> It's it's all just like it's compulsive behavior. Yeah. Like and I, the, that's obvious enough with the hooked on uppers and the sex stuff, but I think that it's important to see the winning stuff as part of the compulsive behavior. Yes. And for sure. I, you know, like I, I just think it's always one of the most interesting conversations in sports of like, you know, are the Bob Knights of the world's worth it? Uh and I always fall down on no because you know, it's like you just you can't be a good person without being in control of yourself and understanding who you are and why you do things 
and not just being consumed by your desires, but like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being a little bit distance from them, observing them and control, you know, like those are necessary elements of, of treating the people around you the way they should be treated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have all the knowledge of the sport and the knowledge of motivation and leadership and everything like that. Uh, but if you don't have that distance, like that, you know, little bit of separation from whatever thoughts are flicking, flicking through your rat brain, <laughs> then you're just going to hurt. You have no choice but to hurt the people around you. Yeah. And he just seems like a guy who he's never getting out of it, you know? No. I mean, Urban Meyer's entire life, I think, probably since he became a professional head coach at, I guess, Utah or Bowling Green, whatever. Yeah, really, Bowling he, Green. He really launched. I'm sure has just been a, the same exact miniseries. Yeah. Over and over. Like, yeah. people appreciate me because I win. I, I believe I win because I can do this to my, because I torture myself, because I'm just this masochist relationship with myself where I put these uppers into my body. I become this freaking grind horse and I win. And then a matter of time goes by and you treat people around you like dog shit. They get tired of it. And that relationship's over. And now I'm on to Ohio State. Yeah. And now I'm on to the pros, right? It's just like, it's that over and over. And it's just I had like, a heart attack. I'll see you later. <laughs> right. I'm going to chill for a second. I learned my lesson. And then it's like, no, it, it, you know, it's a very complicated way of like saying like, oh, I've got that dog in him, but that's, there are dudes like that. And I think the thing that keeps them on that same exact track and why they never, ever change is one, there's no repercussions. There's no real repercussions. For anything Bob Knight ever did, or yeah. Urban Meyer ever did, or fill in the blank asshole coach. You know, I know what you're saying, but uh, I, I, I don't. There's no like uh, penalties levied by an outside thing, but like right. the repercussions are felt personally by the person constantly. Like there's, there's no way you can find satisfaction and happiness living that way, and that that's no, the biggest penalty possible. I, I agree, but I feel like that's baked in. Yeah. To their existence at this point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, you know, if uh, if I thought you could actually do that getting off scot-free, I'd be doing it left and right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm worried that... Uh, right. Well, they what, well that's what the drugs, that's what the drugs really are for. You. Yeah, yeah. To numb yeah. the conscience. You yeah. Know, like, that's what they're for. Yeah. Or you convince yourself you're not the problem. They just don't work as well as you'd like. <laughs> that everybody else is the problem. Yeah. I'm the lone genius here, mm-hmm. and I'm the torture genius. Like, that's... It would take, he is very good at the thing that he does. Yeah. It would take an extreme level of self-awareness to be like that Jim Trestle's good. a maniac. Right. And he everything he did at Ohio State makes Trestle look like a fucking Oh, dude, fucking boy scout. Yeah. Just absolute boy scout. Like, there's most coaches that are that successful, I assume they are disasters of people. Yeah. Like, it's very rare if they're not. Uh, so... Yeah, I, you know, because of his uh, college affiliation, I'll despise him till the day he dies. But uh, I, I've, I've always at least been interested in the idea that I bet the people around Pete Carroll think he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong there. I Like, I, if there's a coach I feel like I wouldn't, like, hate having to hang out with for, like, two to three days, Pete Carroll might be fine. And I know that no one's going to go with me on this, but... Uh, I again, I I really I gotta say it again for emphasis. I understand I'm the only person on our planet Earth who thinks this, 
But I think that Bill Belichick has a certain amount of what I'm talking about of like distance from whenever you read uh, Education of a Coach, which mm. is an excellent fucking book. Um, he just had a real keen awareness of how Bill Parcells conducted business mm -hmm. had an effect on him. It made Bill miserable. He hated it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he's like not a sunny person. And he's a psycho in his own way. Yeah. But I think that he he definitely watched Parcells and was like, I don't want to do that. Right. And I, I think that the people around, like, you know, the bar of him, of getting a respect from him is incredibly high. Right. But I think the people who are getting respect, he's like, you know, I, I hope you feel good about yourself. For sure. I mean, well, there's people that will go to bat for him constantly and still do. Like, it's not, it's not like Parcells or anybody of that, yeah. of that era, right? It's... I, I, it is weird that ever any coaches with ends up sucking. Yeah, it is weird. Except that for is Brable. very weird. That is very, very weird. Like, I can't explain that. Like, the coaching tree thing is is very confusing. But this is the thing I struggle with a lot with sports mm -hmm. in general is like, okay, just because society changed and we just don't tolerate, like, constant assholes or whatever, we just, we've come up with more creative labels for things. Yeah. Where it's like you created a toxic culture. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck did you think you were getting into? It's like, that's what the money was for. Like, that's, you know, like, yeah, yeah I know. I get it. That's why we're good. But it's also the thing I've struggled with with sports for the longest time, especially when like domestic violence in sports was so like such a thing. It was leading the news every night and everyone was trying to get in it, you know, trying to bust the story on stuff. I'm like, they used to just be doing it all the time. Yeah. Well, they just did it all the time. But also I'm going to tell you the first 20, it'd be 20 like, take a series off, <laughs> take a break, take a lap. You're not going to start this one. <laughs> yeah. I hope you learned your lesson, but I'm going to tell you the first 20 to 25 years of your life, hit that other human. You will be rewarded. Yeah. Now, not cool. Don't do that. Don't do the violence. That always was the thing about football. I had I had this like strike me like a lightning bolt once when I was just hanging out with some boys. Mm -hmm. uh, that fucking it's tight dudes. Yeah, yeah. The That's homies. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just all the stuff they told you not to do in recess. Yeah, for sure. Every single thing that they were like, you can't do that. They were just like, all right, now that you're here, do all that shit. Right. So, like, of course it's going to be, Well, it was all know. the dumbest and, like, meanest kids that were good at football when you were, like, just starting football, right? Yeah. The kids that weren't afraid to just, like, destroy another human's body or their own. Like, those are the kids that were good at football at, like, I don't know, whenever football starts. The like kids who you grade. knew their parents hit them. 100%. Yeah. Yes. They were all abused. And they liked, they played football because they liked to inflict pain on other people like daddy did to them. Like, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kids that were good. And then, you know, they get more opportunities, so they become better at football. And then they're probably a little bit bigger than most of the kids at that age. And wh where do you think those kids went? What do you think happened to Do you think they just disappear? Probably the most amazing thing in the Florida documentary through the first two episodes is Brandon Seiler. You remember Brandon Seiler? I don't. Middle linebacker. Okay. Ferocious for those Gator teams. Did he have a... Did he have a pad on the back of his shoulder pads i think he did i think okay. he did he was definitely a big time cut up shirt very well yeah 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 uh siler got hurt and then spikes took over oh for him. okay yeah that makes sense um and so uh 
Siler talks about like Urban calls him out like at the start of the doc of like when I got there I was mm-hmm. looking for them dogs mm-hmm. and I found Brandon Siler mm-hmm. one of the biggest dogs who's ever existed hell yeah and uh, Siler's talking about an episode where he's like you know I like to win and I like to drink mm. and Coach thought that was going a little too far so he uh, he called my parents to campus Ooh. arranged the meeting intervention for the four of us. My parents started that day by getting fucking rocked themselves. <laughs> Show up to the can't drink meeting, fucking drunk and yelling. That's he says awesome, that dude. after they walk out, that Meyer like he's like, "Come here, just give him a hug." He's like, "Those are the craziest parents I've ever had in my entire fucking life." Ever sit in my office? That's awesome. And like, that's the dude that's like yeah. fucking screaming at everyone's face. Like Tebow's oh, yeah. like. When I got on campus, I just did everything that Brandon did. Oh like my just God. all the weight room stuff Brandon did, that's what I was doing. That's incredible. Dude, it was like, I don't know, that era of football, there's just like, for some reason, this reminds me of like Brian Cushing, like the, the great yeah. USC linebacker. And I was like, it clearly on roids. Yeah. Clearly oh, yeah. This, this archetype of human being. Yeah. That was just like, I like to inflict pain on other people and I've gotten good enough at it now where society like rewards me for it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I wanted more from, I wanted not, not watching a second of it thus far. Like they just skipped the storylines that I really want to know about. Maybe there's too much there, but I've, the conversation has already started with all of these Netflix documentaries that are happening. I mean, you saw the Jerry one, right? Where he's, taking 50 mil to do a Jerry one. Yeah. That, so the narrative now after the Florida one came out is that all of these Netflix documentaries are just going to be PR pieces for the subjects. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I see people's concerns, but I think that there's a certain strain of online Twitter person. That's just too into scolding anyways. Sure. And it's just not really me. I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't really want six episodes of like everything Jerry did is bad. Like, right. of course it is, dude. Fucking mm. grow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I just want, like, if it's just him going off for six straight hours about, like, you know, this is the time that I cut up my daddy's credit card. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, whatever. Like, I just, I like him talk. Any of these guys, they're interesting guys. Mm-hmm. And if you give them this larger format, they cannot help but reveal things about themselves. Right. And like, all of those things are damning. Yeah. And so like I don't know, I want to see it. Like the they listed the Manzel one as like a, an example and it's mm. like they no. they show him smoking a blunt today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's if it's a PR piece, it's the dumbest fucking PR for him on the face of the planet. Right. That that one that one's not does not fit to me. Like I've I've watched it and I was like I didn't leave it liking him more. Yeah. I in fact was kind of like I don't know. That might be one of the dumbest people I've ever seen. Like, I speak don't know, that man. long. I'm a. I got a problem. That was that was what I left with. Yeah. I, I'm worried about me. <laughs> I watched all that and I'm like, it looks like a lot Sounds of fun. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like you had a good time, bud. Yeah, dude. Yeah, his shit was like. I mean, in the end, so low stakes that it's like, oh no, take my Heisman away, or yeah. you know, whatever. He's got beef with the NCAA. Like, oh no. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess the question. That I would pose to, and that I'm not going to engage in this conversation because I just don't fucking care what like a bunch of idiots on Twitter think about like documentaries that are being made at Mm -hmm. scale because I just don't. But 
my question would be like, would you rather it not be made? Yeah. Because you can't get access to do a documentary like this if you up front say this is going to be a hit piece. Yeah. You can't do the Purdue Pharma documentary on an individual if they're willingly doing this. Yeah. You're never going to get any access. Like, and that's what they're paying for. They're paying Jerry 50 million to do this. So he'll share stories. They're not going to talk about the illegitimate daughter thing. They're not going to talk about freaking amazing if they did taking the knee thing. Like they're just going to avoid that stuff. Obviously. Boy, I just want him getting level with us about what he really thinks about Rich Dalrymple. <laughs> What's the craziest things he ever seen Rich do? He'll be in there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, what, what was his him. honest reaction whenever they first came to him? Were like, uh, some of the cheerleaders said that Rich was filming them. <laughs> Rich? Yeah. No. I told him to try and be discreet. Dow Ribble? Ah, <laughs> uh, what? No. <laughs> nah. Uh, I don't I just want to see if they can like uh get him to sit down in a room with the guy that released the Weckerly photos. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that whole thing. That guy uh deep uh you know, I don't want to like specifically diagnose it as bipolar because I'm not mm -hmm. like a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. Uh, but certainly some kind of psychological mm. abnormalities. Okay. And uh, I was, you know, as I often am, unemployed at the time mm. that uh, those uh, those came out and did a did a deep dive. I I studied all of his teachings. <laughs> he had a lot of like uh, six hour YouTube videos. <laughs> That's awesome. Where he's just driving around greater Wichita area being oh, like, no. like just uh, explaining what God was telling him through the license plates. Like he's like, double eights there, double eights there. Everyone see that? Everyone sees it. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's dude. got it. Yeah. Everyone sees the same thing you see, bud. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And then that guy, and he like typed out a long letter to Jerry. He was like, dear mm. Jerry, I'm the son of God. I have photos <laughs> of you cheating on your wife. I need you to come clean. <laughs> like, uh, uh, and so, yeah, that I hope that guy's, I hope he's the narrator. <laughs> it's his doc. He's pretty yeah, yeah. He forced him. I'm going to release all these. If you don't let me do it, talk about you. He does have the kind of focus required to make great art. I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not that far removed from every <clears throat> legit artist just being the most tortured person in your community right yeah yeah yeah. that's like, i feel like that's always how it's i been. feel i feel like expecting artists or you think shakespeare didn't fuck he yeah fucked. he fucked 100 like i mean the dude one of the dudes cut off his ear yeah like let's yeah, just yeah. let's just debate how insane that was way before we got on the scene they usually just i love kill you babe themselves. i'll show you how <laughs> they usually just od and kill themselves yeah but i don't know i feel like we're just expecting too much of people. It's like, hey, just be the best artist I've ever known or ever been, you know, capable of experiencing. And you still need to be like kind of normal. Mm -hmm. It's the Kanye quote of like, no one ever wants to be the rock star anymore. Mm -hmm. Like he's fucking right. <laughs> like no one wants anybody else to be the rock star either. Like no one yeah. wants Axl Rose anymore. Like shame on you yeah yeah i wonder where all the shame on you stuff started from i don't know i i don't i don't it's it's like oil to me i'm water <laughs> i i think i know where it started where the view the view yeah maybe jezebel.com perhaps yeah probably janet reno 
Yeah, Jan Arena definitely had a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was thinking as I was watching the thing about like just comparing and contrasting Tebow and Manziel. Mm. And I don't, I, I don't think I know enough about either of them really. I mean, you know, I know as much as like is publicly out there, but like I didn't grow up with them. I'm not friends with them. That's what right. I mean by I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I think it's really interesting because Manziel in his documentary is definitely presenting it as if you have this much attention on you, it's going to break you. It's going to turn you like depressed where you're just like holed up in your apartment in Cleveland, can't even turn on the fucking iPad to look at plays because Mm -hmm. you just fucking, your brain's broke because like there's just too much shit on you. I got got too much shit on me. I got too much fucking shit on me. And like, I have no doubt that like that pressure had that effect on him but I don't think that that's the universal reaction to those situations. Mm-hmm. And whenever you hear Tebow, Tebow's in the same situation. Yeah. Like as far as, you know, just going to class. Siler tells a story of like, the you know, Tebow gets on campus. Siler takes him to a party. Like Tebow, you know, hasn't had a practice yet. Siler is the star of the team that's like on the fucking posters. And uh, one of the girls at the party is like, oh, you're that guy. Uh, to Siler, and he's like, "Yeah, I know you see me around." She's like, "The guy who came with Tebow." <laughs> Damn, uh, like that was just who he was. Like Megan was asking about it, you know, like why was this a big deal? And I'm like, mm. "There's just some recruits. Like it's got nothing to do with the rankings. It's just mm-hmm. some guys hit, yep. and he fucking hit. Oh yeah. And then like he was that good. He set the fucking SEC touchdown record. Yeah. So like you can't tell me." that Manziel was a bigger deal, like, or had more pressure or attention Mm. or that his experience on campus was in some way more intense than Tebow's. But Tebow, you know, like, he just fucking thanked God. Yeah. Didn't fuck at all. Yeah. Appeared to have no compulsive behavior whatsoever. Like, it's almost like his compulsive behavior was experiencing no compulsions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure you consider a lot of these same factors now that you're raising a child of, like, how do you show them enough the world to where they don't think they've like won the Super Bowl by getting recruited somewhere? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing to me. I think that's the difference is that Johnny Menzel is from like a small town, like hick town bullshit. And what he experienced at Texas A&M, whether he realized it there that time and it was true or he realized it later, like that was his life peaked. That was the best it could ever be for him. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't there. Anything after that just wasn't ever going to compare. There was no next for him. Yeah. Like, it's like the kids that are, uh, you know, number one recruits in basketball and then come to the league and just flame out. And I'm like, dude, they've already won. Yeah. They've already won life. Yeah. They've won life. Like, how are you going to convince them to work harder to win a different game now? But Tebow, I think, had enough, like, you know, I think bigger school. I don't remember where he went to high school, but I think it was a big factory. Nah, dude. It I mean, wasn't. Uh, I think that he, he was like, like played elite on 11, a team. though, and stuff like that, I think. Definitely, but he was homeschooled the entire time. Oh, was he? He okay. went from homeschool to Florida. Jesus Christ. And, like, that's a thing where, like, if you just tell me that, that's I guarantee nuts. you that guy's flipping out. Yeah. And, like, he just, he just didn't. And, I mean, like, 
I don't think that everyone listening to this looks at Tim Tebow as a model of how to live life. No, no. But maybe I do. Dude, I love I love following Tebow on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Just having him fucking give me some good points about God every morning. Yeah. I mean, he's figured Praise it him. out. He's figured it out. And he's like, whatever weird little personality he developed through his homeschooling and stuff, like, I believe it. Yeah, I believe all of it. Yeah, he's a freak, but like he is that freak. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's him. He's not ashamed of it, like yeah. at all. And, and like I don't know, him. dude. You tell like as far as an outcome for like a child of mine, mm-hmm. I'll fucking take it. Oh, for sure. God, what, most people seem so much yeah. more miserable. And yes. like a lot of people just like force misery on themselves. And Tebow just like being comfortable with himself and like understanding like this is what I'm into. It's not that complicated. And that's how I roll. I really like football. I really like Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of it. Like that's my deals. Like, okay, I can, yeah, I can fucking work with that, dude. I do think, and you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that like my life is a testament to this, like in that, I don't know that I'm putting it into practice, but I do think that the secret is helping people. And I bet that he does. I bet he legitimately does include a lot of that in his life. I bet that he is, I bet he does wake up and say like every day I'm trying to do something to like help someone. And I think that if you do that, regardless of what else is going on, I Mm. think that you're going to be happy. And so like, you know, whatever, like obviously we have some objections to the kinds of Christian bullshit (laughs) he's involved with. Sure. But like, if you do get that like germ out of it, of Mm -hmm. like, it's good to help people. Like I, I think, you know, like, I love Johnny Mantell, but that's not working. I mean, like, it's not like he, you know, I'm sure that, you know, he'll buy some drinks for the boys. Sure. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's bringing his, his guys with him, but, uh, heart of gold. Yeah. 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 In his own way. But like, it's, it's different than Tebow's obviously. Well, if there's thing about it, if everybody is, if, if the critical mass was Johnny Manziel's, we'd be all fucking dead. Yeah, we would just yeah. die. We would just find a way to die to yeah. to extinct ourselves. And there's a lot of them. There are a lot. <laughs> there are a lot that are exactly like that, and maybe a touch dumber. Uh, yeah. If the whole world was Tebow's, like, yeah, it might be a little bit overpowering with all the Christian bullshit. We'd they're in, it'd throw, be like but, the meme of yeah. like the future-looking skyline. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. that would happen. I th- I think everything would kind of be okay. Like, I yeah, not. I don't know. You know, I mean, it was. I was very fascinated by how much of Manziel's dad was in the Manziel doc because yeah. I always think that I always think your parents are a real big, probably the biggest key. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, and whenever his dad's like talking about how big of a hard ass he is and he, how he's right. got a hard on for them and send him to the school where they're gonna have a military style thing, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I said this whenever we were talking about it on the podcast previously, but like, I just I feel like that's a very brittle way of life and like you know Mm. it snapped on him yeah and tebow's parents aren't in the dock at all i don't think i've ever seen them talk so i don't know shit about them Mm -hmm. but whenever i just like see how tebow lives his life like i you know again i get some real uh, creepy vibes from like uh you know we raised our son on our 44 acre farm in florida (laughs) and we homeschooled him the whole time Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that he was like born in like Africa or something because they're big in the mission work and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like all that you know I, I don't know I I, I, I could certainly I could go either way you know like maybe it's beautiful it might be beautiful yeah. uh, but it, it, it's, it's not how I came up in the world so I do view it with some like 
I don't know about suspicion, but just like it's weird to me because it's outside my experience. Sure, but uh, I don't. I, I watch him, and I'm, I, my understanding of Tebow, everything I can put together about his like character profile in my mind of what I can remember, and he's a degree or maybe two away from Andrew Luck. Yeah, and I fucking love Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I think that dude is a fucking dude. Yeah, like he's just not like he just doesn't get his Bible out and like pat you on the head with it you know what i mean yeah andrew luck is a fucking awesome but i feel like they're almost the same person yeah just, and I just one veered off one just took the right turn one day i think uh i just i think you look at tebow and i think you gotta conclude that his parents did a good job yeah well dude no de- no debate no debate and that's the difference between manzel and tebow is like manzel's dad's clearly like a shithead like yeah. you can read that minute one yeah. Like that guy's a shithead. Like I would not be friends with that person. He probably has no friends. Like <laughs> he, yeah. he probably backstabs everybody. He seems like a real fucking dirtbag. And it's just like, yeah, I don't like that guy. I don't, I wouldn't trust him to like watch shit for me. And then whatever, you know, not knowing Tebow's parents, just I'll take blank slate over Manziel's dad. Yeah. Manziel's family. Yeah. It's just parenting, dude. It's parenting, and then when you get to that situation in which it's like, okay, do you want to just be this thing? Have you won? Have you have you achieved as much as you realistically like are mentally capable of understanding you can achieve? Or is there something else for you? And not like Tebow went to the NFL and like destroyed or something like that. Yeah, mm. Megan asked me, is he that quarterback that everyone thought was going to be good and then he sucked? No. And I was like... You could, on every part of that sentence, you could argue both sides. Right. Like, a lot of people thought he was going to suck the whole time, but he did get drafted the first round. So, yeah. in that sense, people did say he was going to be good. 22 overall, Denver Broncos, right? And Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he had an amazing season where he got a bad team into the playoffs, mainly through his clutch play. Yeah. And then won a playoff game. How which was is, that, that game? You went to the game? I was at that Steelers-Broncos game. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll bet that was electric. It was incredible, dude. It was fucking incredible. Like, bored, awful game. Like, just watching, like, these two limp dicks just, like, slap each other. Like, right in the dick. Like, just pounding it against the doorknob. And, uh, like, the Broncos could not get out of their end of the field. They just could not get out. Like, the Steelers were too fucking good defensively to, like, fall for Tebow's shit. And, uh, yeah, my, the guy that my mom was married to at the time, he had like Broncos season tickets and they would go to like every playoff game. I went to the one the next year when they won the Super Bowl with Peyton, uh, the home game against the Chargers. But I this didn't know one, that. yeah, this one was, uh, it's Tebow versus Big Ben. It was, uh, Steelers had a really nasty defense. It was Broncos with, uh, Demarius RIP, um, and, and Tebow obviously. And they just ran that fucking read option like i don't 30 times might might be undercutting it and he never once threatened to throw that route that demarius was running which is like deep post and like carry it all the way to the sideline and first play was the first second play of overtime and it was low they were lucky to get to overtime because Steelers were a better team the broncos just had like an equally good defense and it was just a rock fight, absolute rock fight. Couldn't get out of, it was like a punting game. 
And all like, those, you know, they won like eight straight or whatever to get into that playoffs. And every single one yeah. of those games, they looked like dog shit. Yes. But like, yeah, you know, that was Josh McDaniels. He right? made the plays. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, he would, he would make a play to win the game every time. And they went to overtime and the whole crowd is like, I don't know. I don't want to equate it to like when Dirk was coming up and we're like, is he actually good or not? Or I don't fucking know. What are we experiencing right now? But it was that feeling amongst, amongst the crowds. Like I had a Tebow shirt on because I thought it was like funny at the time. It was like a Tebow oh, time yeah. thing. I think I got Jake one. Oh, yeah. Uh, his Tebow time shirt, I got there. Um, <clears throat> he loved that shirt. And it was cold as shit because if you're not on the sun side, um, it's just cold. It was like 25 degrees, 30 degrees, right? And so you're bundled up. You're with all your people. At Mile High, whatever they call it, Sports Authority or fucking whatever iteration it is now, the seats are, so it's obviously concrete, but they put this like shell on top of them, on all of them, that's like plastic, almost metal. So if you like hit it like that, it like echoes, right? So think of like plastic, really hard plastic or like sheet metal on top of concrete. So if you just stomp your foot, it's like brrr. So it got as loud as I've ever experienced at a sporting event multiple times. That's tight. Like everybody's going like that, like stopping super fast. And it feels like an earthquake's happening. And uh, yeah, so they force overtime. And I'm like, this is not going to go well. Like there's zero chance. Like they can make a drive. Like they got to, you know, you just, you got a puncher's chance of getting out of this thing alive. And, uh, First or second play overtime, they might have ran a freaking draw right in the middle of the line, the first play or something. And then second play overtime, they run the same exact play they've run 30 times. And that freaking Bible-thumping weirdo pops his head up and throws the ugliest fucking like 20-yard strike to Demarius Thomas, who has just like been waiting all day to catch a ball. And just stiff arms, whoever was coming over there, it might have been like Mike Hilton or something, into the ground. And just at that point, like it is so loud, like I can't fucking think. And he just goes in. <laughs> I think he just throws the ball into the stands and the game's over. And like that was one of the I, easily the most wild, I guess, game action moment I've ever been in, been at, at a sporting event. Like at Dirk's. Final That's game beautiful. Was, yeah, more a better experience, but like based on gameplay, like that was incredible, dude. That was so fucking nuts. <laughs> so I don't know that you can say like he's bad, you know. <laughs> I can't. Like the average quarterback who's drafted, you know, in the NFL, yeah. they don't do that. They don't. They like you know he wasn't yeah. a perennial Pro Bowler, right? But like you know. Is he a better? He's a better a player than win. like a Kyle Buller. Yeah, that's true. Way above Jamarcus Russell. More playoff wins than Vince Young. I'm pretty sure. Drew Locke, Blaine Gabbert. There you go. I, we uh, used to be bad at this. <laughs> we used to be really bad at quarterbacking. It is amazing how much better they've gotten. They've gotten. Better I thought real that it quick. would just be like you always had to be bad at it. Although Trey Lance sure looks like he's yeah, about to damn, what's going on there, bro? But overall, yeah, they're getting pretty good at it. Yeah. As we do approach the NFL season, I have a list of receivers for you. Okay. These are just some guys. Okay. I like guys, yeah. Braylon Edwards, Michigan. Antonio Gonzalez, uh Cal. Uh he well, that's the 
the good one. This is the Ohio State. Oh, Anthony Colts. Gonzalez. Anthony Gonzalez. That's right. Anthony How Gonzalez. How dare you? You testing me right now? What are you San doing? Antonio Holmes. It's not a test. You don't got to say where you. If you want to say where these guys went, Ohio to, you can. State. But I'm just I'm just giving you some guys. Okay. Just kind of want to set a tone for the season. Are we just talking ball right now? Just lay out, just tell you some guys. You want me to show you how I know ball? Amari Toomer. Amari Toomer, I don't remember the college, but New York Giant. Pretty sure it was Michigan State. You can check me on that. Good call. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, New York Giants. He went to, I don't know. UMass. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't get that one. Um, Arnez Battle. Yeah, Arnez Battle was uh he was a domer, right? He was Jimmy yeah. Smith. Jimmy Smith, Jaguar. Dennis Northcutt. Ooh. Jet? He played he he bounced around. He might okay. have had some time with the Jets. I remember he was a return man with the Browns. Ooh. Do you remember uh Christ. the big Derek Anderson year? I, I don't do. know if Dennis yeah. Northcutt was still around for that. I think yeah. that might have been Braylon Edwards at the peak of his powers. Was that Peyton Hillis time, or was that after when Derek Anderson was popping Ooh, off? It might be. It might be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Devery Henderson. I remember Devery. Yeah, I don't remember who he played for though. Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry. Yeah, uh, Raiders quarterback, North Carolina. Jericho Cotchery. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Jet. Lavernius Coles. Also Jet, but also Cardinal. Dante Stallworth. Also Seminole. Uh, Dante Stallworth was a – he ran over a guy, didn't he, and killed him? He did. Yeah, that Served sucks. no time. Incredible. The guy was drunk. Stallworth not drunk. Yeah, that's his fault. That's what the judge said. Yeah, see, I could be a judge. David Givens. David Givens, wow. Um, you remember David Givens? I remember David Givens, I do. Uh, I don't remember who played for, though. Uh, Seahawk? Nah, I think that was the other guy. Okay. Givens was a Patriots. I'm okay. pretty sure he's oh, one. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. was a Domer as well. Gotcha. Then there's David Patton. David Patton, okay. Then uh, Antoine Randall L. Oh, yeah, the great Antoine Randall L. Uh, Hoosier, Steeler. Yeah, those are some guys. Quarterback. Those are some guys. Those are some good guys. Do you remember uh, David Nelson? No. Oh, man. That's too bad. What'd he do? Uh, he's a wide receiver for the Jets and the Bills. Okay, yeah. Yeah, tall guy, light skin. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of uh, mine now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So he live in Oak Cliff? He does not live in Oak Cliff. He lives in, uh, I believe, Richardson. Oh, really? Yeah. His wife is very popular on Instagram. You guys, like, play basketball every week? No, my wife designs their houses. That's cool. Yeah. They got a bunch of houses? I think they've done two so far. Like flipping? No, these are nice spots. How do you flip houses? Um, You just flip them. Now, we, uh, <laughs> listener, me and Mike had a good time on the, uh, the Comal River. We did. And at the beginning of it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. There was two different groups. <laughs> That I have to stress to you, I am positive they were strangers. <laughs> They've never met each other in their lives. Man. But we're just floating along down this river, and we're just coming closer and doing closer to him, and we can make out the conversation. And one man who's in his – he's the one guy's older than 40. us. 40. And the other guy's like 18. Yeah. And the the 40-year-old is like, brother, let me tell you how to flip houses. Yeah. They're, it's they're, easy. 
The it's kids, so easy. The kids were either extremely inquisitive children or on drugs that were just hitting at that time. And they yeah. just wanted to talk to everybody. Yeah, man. Tell me how to flip houses. Yeah. It was like, what do you do for a living? Because <laughs> I think maybe they were trying to be smart asses. I'm trying to do the, the prequel. I think that they thought that maybe life could be easy for them from here on out. If they just got a couple of these secrets. I don't know. Like, think of why they started talking to that guy. I he had tattoos they, all over his body. Yeah, whereas he was bald and where his hair should be, there was tattoos. Yeah. There was tattoo all over his person. And I don't know if these so kids the were kind just of guy stoned. that just screams money. Yeah, yeah. I want to learn financial tips from this man. I think he just bumped into him and was like, oh, sorry, guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning the origin story here. He bumped into him, sorry guys, and then these kids are like stoned or we're into or drunk at like 3 p.m. and they're just like, oh, cool, man, no worries. And where y'all from? What do you do? Yeah. You know, that type of shit. And they're yeah. from Houston, the city that never sleeps. Yeah. And uh, I flip houses yeah. out in A Leaf. Yeah. And he goes on to tell them his theory of how you flip houses. It's pretty easy, man. Which is just buy one, sell it. Use the equity, I think he said something like that. You gotta sell it for more than you bought it yeah, for. Yeah, you gotta yeah, crank up the price, sell it sell that one and then do it again. Just keep doing just it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Yeah, just and he said he said a couple but he said like equity. It's good to renovate, but honestly, mm -hmm. dude, if you just spend a couple weekends cleaning it up, yeah. That'll do. Yeah, yeah. And then get you a lender, get you a good lender. You gotta find the right agent. They dropped a name. Of the lender, remember? It was oh, like, yeah. It was like such and such in Houston. He'll, yeah, look him up. And then the wife wanted the kids to know that Houston was a city that never sleeps. A lot of, lot of business going down in Houston. I've not really found that to be true. <laughs> almost none. Almost zero business. Yeah, some of the people there, they sleep. Yeah, they, they be sleeping a lot, actually. Yeah. Pretty sleepy-ass city. Yeah, yeah me. Snoozing mother -mothers. Yeah, they like their sleep in yeah. Houston. And so, yeah, that was uh, the uh, that was a business Tuesday for us. Yeah, yeah, business <laughs> Tuesday on a Thursday. I didn't need to le listen to my uh, my Prof G podcast after that. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. my business fix. Yeah, so it was good. Uh, and now I'm doing it. You could tell he wasn't being fully on the level with them because he didn't even dip into how many days his week has. No, he didn't even touch. So he didn't dude. want to like, tell him all the secrets. No, why would you like? I'm not going to reveal that to an 18 If they know how many days I had. He's not there. They couldn't even comprehend because what I have days. done is changed and manipulated time. Mm -hmm. That's Dude. where you can really start taking off. Think of, okay, you do. Oh, that's cute. You're doing one house. You're flipping one house. What if you had three days? I'd flip a hundred houses. Span of a month. I'm flipping whole cities. I'm. I'm extremely happy that the rest of the world is as obsessed with the the Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Ed Milet. Yeah. As as I've been for months. Yeah, dude. I I've heard the name Ed Milet and I didn't know that it was that guy. I was I was hyped whenever I found out. Because we, we've long thought it's the most hilarious clip we've ever seen. It's the funniest thing we've ever the seen. The one of him being like over the course of a week. I mm -hmm. had two days, you got one day, I'm going to kick your butt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to kick your butt. Yeah. What I have uh, done is 
changed in manipulated time. And whenever I found out that he wasn't like a discredited psycho, but instead <laughs> was like one of the most respected like thought leaders of our time. Extremely successful. I yeah. was like, yeah, it's, it is great that there's a ton of people just looking at that and being, just nodding along and being like, let me write that down. Two days for every day. Okay. I can, I what can else do you that. got? I can do that. That could be me. Yeah. Um, How many days could I have? So... I'm kind of teetering on which um, innovator daddy I want to follow. Like, I feel like... I'll never be able to pick. I love all of them. I feel like Elon's kind of falling off. Like, I feel like he's on his, like, fifth album and he's a little bit lost in the sauce. It's kind of like, like you... That, in a certain way, makes it more attractive. Yeah, humility. Like... I feel... Like, well, just you're debasing yourself to such, like, that's a full, like, emperor's new clothes, Mm. and everyone knows he's actually just naked. And so if you're the one guy being like, your clothes are so cool. (laughs) Like, that's, like, you're just, like, going to the mat. You're debasing yourself to any level. Just That's, like, a all the way through the looking glass, love the, you know, our dear overlords kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, if that's what you're looking for, Elon's really the only guy giving that to you right now. He is going hard on it right now, dude. Like, he is just ready to fail everywhere. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't ex- – I'd, I'd predict a rocket blowing up Inescapable. Inescapable yeah. failure. Yeah, you can't avoid it at this point. And I feel like Zuck has been, like, so off the – like, I guess what I'm saying is, I like, I need a new, like, innovator daddy – Mm-hmm. I need a new Jesus. Yeah. And so I've been looking into the ways of the Time Lord, Ed Milet. Yeah. And I'm going to patent that so don't steal that and, rec- you know, use it for future purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, we refer to, when we refer to Time Lord, it is Ed Milet now moving forward. Yeah. Uh, who else has changed and manipulated time? Yeah. The thing about the video that I'm still obsessed with the most is he's so convinced of his point he's making that he... It's the hardest snap. <laughs> it's such a hard snap. <laughs> it's so good. How does anyone with that haircut have confidence about the things they're saying? I don't know, dude. It's really weird because most of his stuff isn't exactly like that. Yeah? It's kind of different. It's got like a different tone to it where he's trying to be like kind of wholesome and kind I of I mean, like, he told Troy that he's a great son. He did. That was an amazing moment. He did. That was in the yeah, He tricks people like troy to getting on their show my good friend troy got Dude, tricked. i love that no he didn't get tricked he had the ride of a lifetime <laughs> he'll never forget it and he's got like clearly the shittiest video team that has ever been assembled you had a couple notes for them oh yeah. my fuck man um so do you want to know all about ed Milet or not the time <laughs> I, I'm, I'm scared to be frank with you but are you but I'll take the pill. Go okay. Ahead. All right. So the Time Lord, Ed Milet, was born in Diamond Bar, California, and he is 52 years old at this moment. Looking good. Looking good. Rocked up. If anything, he looks older. Yeah. <laughs> he does kind of look older. <laughs> he does kind of look like he's definitely on he's definitely on test. He's yeah. doing he's doing a, a 10 a test each day, I'm pretty sure. And then he's got that red Alex Jones thing going on. Like he's good for his age with the for his age underline. Right. You know? <laughs> for his age. It's kind Meaning of you it, shouldn't be it taking means this shit. more than the good, to be, yeah. to be frank. Yeah, yeah. Like All right, so 52 from Diamond Bar. Someone he reminds me of uh on the uh latest season, I think you should leave the the proposal lawn. Whenever Sam Richardson's doing the bit, and he's like, and I saw 
I saw baby duck's penis and it was so red. <laughs> like that's in my lit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just overall, but yeah. So he is so red. This is all in the research I've done, which is extensive on the Time Lord. That's great. Ed Milet. It must be the NBA offseason. So this, what I can find is all the story that he put out. Yeah, that's good. So there's nothing like actual, like anybody has bio on him. I was raised by wolves. It's all just story of what I have presented to people and now gets copied into Wikipedia and then sourced and then copied. And then it's just the same shit everywhere in the same like phrasing. So I can tell. God, I'm, I'm probably too. I'm probably already. Yeah, don't you're too have on the that kind of. Yeah, you're too on sucks. the grid. You can't pop up and just make your own origin story. I want a hundred articles about me that all are like clearly this come from coming from the same document. That I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping someday. Like, I get there. I want someone to make an origin story. A story for me. Like I'm. Like I'm Jesus or the Rolling Stones. Like just mm-hmm. make a fake one and then that is that. And that's yeah. all I have to do. I have to just say that. Yeah. And then feed everything back to that, which my lead is fucking wizard at. I bet he's on message. Dude, he's the most on message person that's ever existed. But he claims to have, and all these are, I'm just going to cut out that he claims shit and that I can't substantiate yeah. any of it. No, just say it's true. Let's just do the story. Print the legend. Yeah. So he grew up in... uh a houseful, a household of alcoholics and addicts, uh, where dysfunction reigned. Oh, I yeah. love that phrase. Yeah, dysfunction reigned, and as a young boy, <clears throat> he had to search hard to find a space where he could develop self-esteem. Um, he's claimed in uh, speaking engagements that I think you can find on YouTube that uh, his grandfather stormed the beach of Normandy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know how the alcohol yeah that was tight like good good work guys um i don't know how the alcohol and addict scenario fit into that um dude you think that there's a single fucking non-alcoholic that's storm the beach <laughs> let me clear that up right now um he does this whole spiel about his father because his father died during covid during the vid okay but definitely plays both sides of uh my dad would, you know, beat us and he was an alcoholic, but then like plays him up as this like great figure in his life and his hero whenever he's towards the end of his life. And like there's some redemption arc going on. Um, he claims to have learned how to work hard on the baseball field. Oh, love that. If you're doing a lap, if the coach says y'all are doing five laps, I'm going to go ahead and give you six. Dude, do 10. If we're going to go out there and do batting practice for 30. I'm going to go ahead and do another 30. If I just get done with five laps and I'm standing next to Ed and he keeps going and they have bats at that field, I'm fucking hitting him with one. Yeah, I'm going to stay there as long as Ed's going. Yeah. You're going to hit him with the bat? Yes. Oh, okay. That's fucking annoying. (laughs) Five (laughs) laps is enough, you dipshit. Cut it out, idiot. You make us look bad. So this is this is the the roots of his... uh, He had a book called, uh, like, One More... Hell yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So this is all tied back to his baseball shit, yeah, right? Branding. Right. Like one more. Like you can do one more. You can do one more. And I I can't help but think it's like, you know, I mean, it's obviously tied back to baseball, but it's not, I've heard that in like every gym I've ever been in, right? Every idiot that 
idiot trainer is yelling one more at somebody at this exact moment in some 24 hour fitness somewhere. Um, which is, it's just like, I don't know. I think a big theme of our, our conversation today will just be like, here's all this shit. Watch the dazzle. And then it's like, oh, he's just talking about working hard. But he yeah. like wrote books about just work hard. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to take a thousand words to be like, have you considered working hard? <laughs> have you tried to just maybe work hard? Um, I love this. So inspirational. Here's the part you're really going to like. The Time Lord, Ed Milet, played baseball at the University of Pacific. Okay. Was he there? Was he shortstop to Obama's second base? <laughs> he batted 340. Tied. Stealing 27 bases. Led the nation in steals. No way. 27. I mean, I guess they play fewer games. Okay. Claims to be a three-time All-American at baseball. That's not D1. <laughs> University is, of Pacific? It is D1. That's D1? It is D1. Oh, I don't know. It is D1. The best part is I can't find confirmation of any of this. Yeah. Zero. It's not like they didn't write down who's All-American. This is like mid-90s or whatever. Like, Yeah, come on. No, he's got to be. He's 52. What, 50, okay, so what? 40 I don't know. Years, don't ask 30s, me. 30s, 5, 9, 7s. Um, so, yeah. He claims to be a three-time All-American at University of Pacific. People who were in college in the 90s are 50 now? <clears throat> right? I'm going to be dead tomorrow. <laughs> I'm dying tonight. Fuck this. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Wasting my time talking into this fucking fuzzy, fuzzy deal. Um, claims to be a three-time All-American. I cannot substantiate that. Has a story about uh, how at I'm one point look up every All American team for the years he was in college. <laughs> Please do. Uh, as a, has, tells a story frequently about um, this car that he owned because he wanted to uh, <coughs> he wanted to look cool and drive a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So he has a story about this this car he bought that he thought was a Mercedes, but he went to drive it off the lot. The lady was like, "Hey, don't." Uh, Speed up too fast. Matter of fact, don't slow down too fast either. Because the exterior of the car is Velcroed on. That's to, not a normal Mercedes. <laughs> to make it look like a Mercedes. Mm. But it was, a, I think, a Chrysler LeBaron. My man, you might be a dumbass. <laughs> Why'd you still buy it? Why didn't you demand your money back? smartest businessman on earth why'd you pay four grand for a chrysler lebaron that had velcroed on mercedes shit uh the guy that he claims to be like his uh his favorite dude his number one guy his inspiration his name is wayne dyer who is like a flat out plagiarist like that's good that's his that's I his like skis that. that's his skis man there's something Something about like hardcore plagiarism, like it's just such a, like a running from yourself, you know, like like the, there's just such a trapped element to anyone who does that. Mm -hmm. uh, that it, I, I just find it enchanting. 
<laughs> like they're they're just they're, they're broken in such a complete way or like they know like because they'll yeah. always know that they yeah. copied it right but like they don't care no like uh shia labeouf got hit on that for something mm. he got accused of plagiarism and he released an apology and he he had plagiarized the apology uh, i, I mean, just think that's so beautiful <laughs> like he just found someone else's like heartfelt sorry and just fucking copy and paste with it Knowing that people would just fucking Google it and find it and just be like, do you see now? Yeah, what are you going to do to me now? You see what I was saying? What are you going to do to me now? I am fake. I want yeah. you to know. You got to take back the word. Yeah. Like if, if people have called you, you know, a slut before you were even like of age, like, hey, now I have pride in the word. Yeah. Like plagiarism. I'm going to plagiarize everything the rest of my life. Like that's what I'm doing. But to double down... I mean, if he could have just waited a little bit, AI could have done this for him, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, so his dude, his like hero is Wayne Dyer, who is everybody in that biz that does like the self-help or like, you know, uh, mind mapping shit knows like Wayne Dyer is uh, just stolen shit from other people. Like that's his entire deal. Um, so you might be asking yourself, how much is the Time Lord worth? And how did the Time Lord make his money? I don't ask myself any of that because I know I'm never going to know. You don't get a straight answer out of those people about that shit. $400 million Nope. Is, is the approximation. And uh, he claims to have made his fortune, which is an uncomfortable tag to begin with, uh, through his work with, well, let me just see if you can guess what uh, this acronym stands for. Amway? Not Amway. Also not Aldi. Um, WFG. What do you think WFG stands for? Work for gnomes. Close. Uh, World Financial Group. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you would have gotten there eventually. Yeah, it's about money in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. Like, it's my whole deal. Uh, so if you Google World That's Financial Group. That's how I made mine too, dude. <laughs> if you Google the WFG, their World Financial Group, the the top line in their own website is, is this a scam? Oh, no. The second link is, is WFG a pyramid scheme? So here's what WFG did. A lot of questions about my shirt that are already being answered by my shirt. <laughs> that says I did not commit financial crimes. <laughs> so here's, here's what they do and what they did originally, and they're still doing at some level. So new recruits are offered a two-pronged sales system. The first is offering investment insurance and financial planning services to prospective clients using partnerships with dozens dozens of financial service companies they have relationships with other companies right and they recommend whatever is good for their commission so they've gotten in trouble for doing some of that just i think there are, there are laws against you know not giving correct advice financially to clients and they've been busted multiple times doing that uh, in the 90s that's when ed claims to have worked there and made his fortune um, the second part of the system, um, is the part that's controversial. It requires the agents to recruit other people to work 
See if you kind of wrote our business plan down, it would be like a triangle. Mm -hmm. An ascending triangle, indeed, yeah. Multi-levels. And we're marketing. We're trying to get some marketing. You know, what's important in business is marketing. Yes. We don't want to do it on one level. No, many. We want to do it on as many as we can. Right. The One of the main things that they'll sell... You could call it Egyptian in nature. <laughs> You've seen the Sphinx. Um, it's... Uh, so one of the things they sell... And the original launch, like start... I can go as far into this company as you want. But the original beginning of the idea, the fucking like blue flame thought that happened was like... These boomers need retirement advice. And if we give them proper retirement or investment advice and then invest that again, <sighs> endless money for them and us off commissions. We just have to get each person to get 100 people to work underneath them. Yeah, and I hear there's some people who out there who have some money that they've earned. Yeah. And I think I could trick them out of it. <laughs> I think I could get some of their money from them. <laughs> yeah. And they might never know. I think that's what we can do. So that's basically what WFG was it's started. It's enchanting on. idea. You know, if anyone's yeah. got any business plans, let me know. Yeah, we can we can workshop this. And so, one of the main things they would sell is, is universal life. Uh, I think it's a form of insurance. It's so confusing that like I don't think anybody truly understands it because it's variable, uh, and like rates of insurance, rates of returns that come in. So it's just like a bunch of fucking... Here's how the variable part of it works. <laughs> Mumbo jumbo. It's cosmic If gumbo. we're not paying it out, mm -hmm. then uh, you're covered for everything. Right. If you do want any of it, then the variable rate goes down to zero. Yes. So that's when, that's when we're going to... Whenever we're paying out at zero, whenever we're offering it, hypothetically, before you're claiming it, mm -hmm. it's a nearly infinite number. Yeah. I like I like it's all good everything. For you. I like everything I'm hearing. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make you money. Yeah. So yeah, then we'll vary it mm -hmm. whenever you come asking for it. Universal. Yeah. Life. Think about it. And I mean, so, whenever you just hear universal life, you're just like, <laughs> I want that. So what what they would repeatedly get in trouble for, and what like the main issue with WFG, which let me be clear. Ed claims that the Time Lord, Ed Milet, claims to ha have made his fortune from working at WFG. That is the second company, mm -hmm. second iteration. It is to, so you might understand, it's, it's 12 to 6 um, in the day. It's yeah. the second one. Yeah. Um, the original was this company that got into like such deep shit that they just sell all their like clients and their workforce to WFG. Mm-hmm. He claims they've worked at WFG. He might have been there like a handful of years, but he really like, you know, made his meat at the company before, which I think is some other acronym that's exactly like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Primerica. Is that what it's called? Boy, that sounds... No, it was... Uh, There's no way Primerica is giving you your money back. I'm letting you know that <laughs> you're right not now. making your shit back on Primerica. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the original name... That's not a word. The original name was Alexander Inc., but shortly thereafter was renamed World Marketing Alliance. Yeah, that's good. The original idea was that baby boomers needed baby boomers needed a solution for wealth creation and tax protection, and that the buy term and invest difference philosophy of Primerica 
could be better addressed with variable universal life insurance. That is just a bunch of fucking soup nonsense. If I keep talking, will you stop asking questions? Exactly. (laughs) Just give me your money. What if I give you some bigger words? What bigger words and... What what kind of check would you write if I said as many big words as I know? (laughs) So Ed claims, claims to have made his fortune working for this fucking pyramid scheme. (laughs) This multi-level marketing scam that happened that got so bad that they had like a handful of million dollar fines for either unregistered investments, failing to report nearly 900 customer complaints, uh, or for not properly supervising its sales agents. So that's what he's claiming is like, my big success, why you should listen to me, and why I have $400 million. (laughs) This right now. So somewhere along the line, I don't know where Ed was radicalized and decided he wanted to become a, a Huberman. But in 2016, 17, he did. And now he is motivational hustle man that has changed and manipulated time. And he, he's got three, he's got 21 days in a week now. And he is everywhere in front of you all the time. At least that one clip. I don't think he, the rest of his shit's super successful. I think he just kind of like is one of... I don't know, an ocean full of fucking idiots doing that same exact thing. Yeah, but all those idiots look up to him. You think so? You think he's top dog? I mean, you know, uh, not top dog, but I can tell you, I, I, I have not technically spent any time in my life trying to book Ed Milet on mm-hmm. new podcast, but, uh, but for the grace of God, there go I. <laughs> I, I I was working with some folks that would have loved. They would really? have killed their mother to talk to Ed Milet. Huh. And uh, it's a world, man. That's And that's the thing that about the entire situation, besides like the hilarity of the video and like how much it makes me giggle and how much we love to like talk about the quotes that are in it. There is, it's not even a cottage industry anymore. It's these fucks. That, okay, we can workshop how you do this now. Create a fake origin story that is about how I made my fortune. Like, all of them are the same. There's like, I was watching a YouTube video on like all these people that do this kind of thing. They're always like, yeah, man, my water got turned off. And, you know, my wife was like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then, you know, next year I was making 750K a year. And, Watching the go from one, like just seeing, you know, like I would, I would research these guys, like mm-hmm. to, like not to like expose them or whatever, to like you know come up with good questions, mm-hmm. uh, things of this nature, and you just like look into, and it, it is just, it's creepy how much it's all the same, like it's blueprint, the same thing, you know, and like yes. it's, I guess that what's like rising out of that, like what's looking back at you, like is just human nature and like the nature of ambition and like how ambition presents itself, mm-hmm. uh, presents itself. And like, you know, I, I, I so totally understand wanting to have people interested in your advice. Like, I don't, I just, I would love to have like a, a cult, <laughs> like be the head of a cult. And just be like handing out, you know, like, hey guys, great news. I know the answers. Yeah, I gotta figure it out. Yeah. Um, and like it's just 
that the the having advice that you think other people should follow mm-hmm. everyone has that down yeah the impossible thing is convincing other people like presenting that credential of like you know i've got some ideas well why should i care about your ideas that's a tough one mm-hmm. you know but, but so everyone like tries to come up with and like that's that's the key turn in all these people and like right. i don't know dude you know like I'm not going to defend Elon. Obviously, he's the biggest idiot in the world. But like, he like, if you're trying to make money, he does have a lot of it, you know. Um, and so, like, that's that's something you can actually like sit on. Mm-hmm. My let, you know, like, he's fucking rented his house. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah, right yeah, you know, for sure. I. Where's the playbook? Like, how do all these people have the same exact playbook? You know what I mean? Because it is the exact same. It's like they went to the, as it, uh, who's the dude that was doing like the boy bands initially and was just like, Ooh, do Perlman. this. Yeah, I was going to say Ron Perlman. Uh, but uh, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then bang. Yeah. Um, and all these people are doing the same exact thing. And it's just like a little and creepy. That, and it's in like a weird way lends authenticity to it. Yeah. Of like, you know, oh yeah, like it's it's not surprising you at any point, so it's like easier to digest. For sure. One hundred percent. And it's it's these tropes that people are comfortable with through whatever. I don't know if it's just like American culture or like cinema or like network TV of this like this rag to riches, like this person is godlike. They're not gonna come out and say they're a god, but my let Give Definitely. them a couple cocktails, they will. Yeah, they give them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look in their journal or like, you know, tat, tattoo on the on their like rib cage. It might say like, I'm God or something like that. Like, who knows? But it's all exactly the same. And I have to think it comes from like, almost like gemstones type stuff. Yeah. Like large scale convincing the public of this through like evangelical ways or you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, because we have turned to a more godless society, there is still like now, like, yeah, I don't know. Is my let overtly Christian? I claims to be Christian, but okay. it's not, he never talks about his savior or anything like that. Like, cause it's, it's funny. Like, you know, it used to be like the fucking, uh, you know, true detective preachers. Mm-hmm um you're kenneth copeland type shit uh but like now there are guys doing that but like yeah. god's not in vogue so like yeah. it's just gone that's exactly and now what it's it is. just the fucking ambition and greed that's exactly what it is it's it's the back porch preacher this person would be 50 100 years ago the back porch preacher that everyone comes around and listens to because they have told somebody that god speaks to them and I'm the chosen person. Like, I'm not going to overstep my bounds and, like, say, like, I need to be, like, mayor or something like that. But, like, I'm going to wield the real power because I've been chosen and I can convince you of things. And what that occupation is nowadays, since we are trying to fashion new gods out of, like, everything, anybody that has any money, we're just, like, convinced, like, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, it is its own comfort, you know? Like, it, wouldn't it be great if, like, I just paid enough money to add my life that my life would get good? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be so nice. It'd be fucking awesome, man. You get a Velcro car. 
And maybe maybe it will. Only one way to find out. Yeah, there literally is only one way to find just out. Just got to start endorsing it. my paychecks to Ed. Yeah. <laughs> just handed them right over to the Time Lord, Ed Milet. And so, I don't know, that whole industry now... Uh, <laughs> Shane, Shane and Matt make fun of Huberman a lot, but I'm also like uncomfortable with the Hubermans. There's like six of these little fucking idiots that run around now. Six for now. Yeah. There'll be fucking, they multiply. Yeah, there'll be 50 of them next year that are just Easy. like on Instagram, just like yelling at each other. But I also, there is a cottage in- industry of people like doing satire of it. And I, th- I find that very funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like going to tell them to stop. I'm just going to tell them like, Hey, nobody pay attention to this. Yeah. They're growing. And I have to think they're successful because they do not go away. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they were unsuccessful, what would they do? Probably just keep going. Maybe. I guess. But it they start getting platformed by everybody else. I gotta figure Huberman's rich. I just don't know the Huberman ripoffs are. Mm, Yeah. I think he is. But I also don't know. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Like, would Huberman trade portfolios with me? Probably not. You don't think so? I think the Huberman probably has more than us. I mean, you certainly have more than me, but I think Huberman has more than you. <sighs> That's all I want to do now is get richer than Huberman. It's going to be hard. I want to figure out his money. He's on the money, the money rocket ship, dude. What's it say? Huberman. Searching Huberman money. Huberman money dollars. How rich is he? Andrew Huberman's net worth is estimated to be around <clears throat> 5 million, growing with every new subscriber. 5 million sounds low, but we don't got 5 million. You don't have 5 million, right? Nah, I don't. Okay. It feels like uh, my next question was, can I borrow money? And I feel like it's been answered by your tone. <laughs> it looks different. It looks so different. I don't like him. It looks so different. I don't like any of those people. But it's just, you know, it's not because they're bad. It's because I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to be the one giving out answers. <laughs> I mean, we can start doing it. Yeah, like, no. I mean, you know, I'm I'm always... Trying the, I got my little group. I got like ten. I got like ten <laughs> people out followers. there. I got um, ten people who think little, I know the answers. My little folks that like all my tweets. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got my little cult. I love them, dude. They're loyal as fuck, dude. And I wouldn't trade them for ten thousand Hubermans because they're dedicated. Hubermans followers, fake. Yeah, thin. Yeah, fickle. My ten. You can go to war with them. Yeah, they'll fucking put a knife in their own belly just to prove their loyalty to me. No doubt. Yeah, I don't know why these people bother me so much. I think because... It is jealousy. It's one. It's for sure jealousy, but also my wife starts listening to them. Oh, boy. And I'm like, that's I don't want to do any better. That's a different deal. I don't want to be any better than I am right now. Yeah. Like, I don't have any interest in... You manipulating my Honestly, life. Honestly, it'd be easy to get a little worse. It'd be nice to get a little worse. I'd like to kind take a step good. back. Yeah. In all phases. There's nothing to reach for now. No. What am I supposed to do now? I'd like to recede. What can I... I need to. I need a little, little crisis. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Let's go get a DWI. Yeah. Just throw a little fun, a little action. 
That could be a good chapter of your book. Into the mix. Yeah, I haven't had any real struggle mm -hmm. in my entire life. It's just melodrama that I've scaled up Yeah, into convincing myself is a real problem. Can't write an album about that. You can't. Whereas you can write an album about a DUI. You can't. You can for sure can. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, we're going to, you know, when I say we, I just mean me. I'm the only one legally allowed to podcast now. So uh, I'm going to try and get that shit back on track. You know, like we, we haven't published a Patreon in God knows how long. And I'm still a bit at the mercy of, you know, now that I don't like have any, you know, like whatever, like, I, I you know, I, I assume at some point in the future, Jake will be allowed to podcast and then he'll be back. But even then, I'm gonna we'll see. I'm gonna fucking figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna get this is gonna be regular schedule. I got another episode we're recording tomorrow. Uh, we'll get two in next week. We will get two in every week until the fucking sun burns out. So mm -hmm. that's my promise to you, the listener. Now that you know, it's just I don't know. There's a bunch. You all know what's been going on. It's that, and fucking it's it's uh it's made things challenging. But I'm letting you know it ends today. Mm. no longer will i be held down i'm going to put out two fucking episodes every week until jesus tells me to stop he's fighting back yeah he's getting off the mat that's right i'm just glad we got to hang out without josh <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's what this is mainly about constantly trying to convince me he's an engineer hey guys you know like, i know science like you didn't graduate you didn't graduate at all you're not an engineer you don't have any kind of credentials to you like your dad's an engineer. Yeah, your That's dad the thing. was an engineer. I don't fucking know how to like lease cars. You know? <laughs> it's got nothing to do with anything, bud. Quit talking about it. Shut yeah. the fuck up about it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you letting me promo my fantasy football podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out Blow Up Podcast Network. <laughs> no, dude. Thank you. Uh, that's... I. You know, as uh, your number one fan uh, out there, I hope, I hope, I hope it's all fine, but I know I'll listen to whatever you do. So thanks, man. Yeah. All right. We'll see you. When are we going to fight RFK? That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.